Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Greg Kelly, the latest breaking news and opinions, entertaining and informative. So, uh, Timothy Klein, the firefighter, the funeral uh, this morning. Very, very sad indeed. Uh, 31 years old. He died last week in that uh, terrible house fire in Canarsie, Brooklyn. Uh, Timothy Klein, firefighter, son of a firefighter, grew up in Breezy Point, Queens. The funeral was in uh, uh, Rockaway in Bell Harbor, uh, St. Francis, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Church of St. Francis de Sales in Bell Harbor. And... uh, is remembered as the most considerate, kind, and always, always worried, actually, for others. Worried about everyone else. Uh, that's what Klein's next-door neighbor, Tiffany Spinelli, said. This is a little write-up in the post. He was severely burned in the same blaze that killed uh, Klein. Rolled into, oh gosh, just a, what a hero. Six years on the job. Uh, got there when he was just 25, 31, unmarried, whole life ahead of him. What a hero. And uh, we should never forget. We should never forget. Um, very, very sorry to his friends and family, uh, to the FDNY and uh, firefighters uh, from across the city, from across the country, actually, uh, uh, turned out this morning. So tough, tough stuff. Also this, folks, a uh, reminder that... Um, yeah, uniformed service in the city, in any big city, small city, moderate-sized city, if you're a firefighter or if you're a cop, a cop. It does literally seem like open season on cops. You know, Christopher Ray. he's the FBI director, by the way. He's an FBI director who's caught up with, uh, uh, what, what, what's he wor- what was he worried about? Russia collusion, and now he's on to white supremacy and January 6th. Oh, by the way, we've had something like a 43% increase in the shootings of cops. Uh, But he's been emphasizing white supremacy, uh, domestic terrorism, voter fraud, January 6th. Hmm? No. That's not where our priorities, that's not where they should be, for law enforcement at least. How about for everybody else? Oh, let's talk about gender. Let's talk about gender. Let's talk about gender. Who cares about gender? That's me. I don't care. But it is the national obsession. Uh, Well, it's the woke left national obsession, and they want to make it your obsession. I'm obsessed with not making it anyone else's obsession. We got to push back. They're targeting children. You tell me. This is Generation Drag, a new TV show on Discovery. 
you know, for kids who want to dress up as the other gender. Primarily, it seems to me, uh, effeminate boys who want to be girls. And uh, that's like, um, I don't see that as a TV show, do you? What did I watch on TV when I was growing up? I watched uh, uh, SWAT. (laughs) I watched uh, Starsky and Hutch. I watched The Monkees. I watched uh, The Odd Couple. I watched The Honeymooners. Uh, Now we got Generation Drag. And uh, here's a little taste of what that's going to be like. Executive produced by Tyra Banks, supermodel who's still walking around. Um, I don't know. I don't think this is, uh, is this the kind of country we want to be? I guess, look, it's a free country. You can go out and make crap like this, and I can go out and say whatever the hell I want about it. It stinks. Cut 56. Making friends has been a hard thing for me to do when I'm becoming emo. Whoa. Become more confident. Let me make sure you are appropriately fluffed. (laughs) This transition has been difficult for them, but they try, and that's all you can ask for. It's important for kids to understand that they're not alone. So my mom started Dragiton. Kids and their families are coming from all over the country where we get to be our true selves. Oh, God. This is happening. It's Vanessa Shimmer! This is a place of love and support because we need that in this world. This is me, and you better like it. It's fabulous. It's stupid. Uh, I uh, have to point out that none of these kids has any special talent. Other than dressing up in uh, in clothes of the other gender, I, I guess, because they call I never really f- could figure out who's a boy and who's a girl in this thing. And they're going crazy about the uh, high heeled shoes and, you know, the stuff that 20 uh, something women generally go crazy over. Now we've got nine year old boys swooning over. Look at these heels. They're fabulous. I mean, um, look, I guess there's a market for this place. I'd like to see a little bit of talent. I'd like to see some skill. This is the same country, you know, we fell in love with shows like American Idol. Uh, So You Think You Can Dance. Uh, Everybody's Got Something. What are some other shows? America's Got, I guess that's it. The Voice. Those are big shows. Even Survivor, you had to, I don't know, you had to be a good conniver to make it. It's funny, whenever they do this gender stuff, they celebrate these individuals just for their gender identity, just for switching, just for identifying as something that they are not biologically. That's it. That's all you got to do. And be sassy. I saw Desmond. Desmond is amazing. It's not amazing. He's just a kid wearing uh, clothes, wearing women's clothes, wearing girls' clothes. Actually, an age-inappropriate clothes, oh, by the way. They don't talk about that. It's age-inappropriate. I mean... If an eight-year-old girl dresses up in all kinds of, you know, sexy lingerie or whatever, I hate to say, I hate the word sexy in an eight-year-old girl, but they're doing this stuff. And, uh, like, that's all there is to it. You put on the clothes and somehow that's special? Okay, then what? Now you're, now you've got your clothes on. Okay, now do something. No, that's all they do. Um, yeah, sometimes they dance, but it's not dancing. It's not, you know, look. What's that other show? Dancing with the Stars. We all know now something about dancing. We know what good dancing is. We know what uh, embarrassing dancing is. And we know what moping around is. And it's not impressive. It's not right. 
And, uh, oh, a lot of people got upset that I got upset about pride flags on the side of churches and in the front of churches. And I'll say it again, uh, pride and church do not mix. And by pride, I mean excessive, um, excessive feelings of worth based on your accomplishments or lack thereof. Excessive feeling of worth because of something you did or something you are, or I am, by the way. Because if you really think about it, if you go a little bit deeper, we're not really responsible for all that much. Yes, we have to make the right decisions, and we're responsible for our decisions, and we make mistakes and all that. But everything we have is a gift from God. And when you start thinking that you did it and taking pride in what you did, pride, that's actually a bad word. And I believe, according to the Old Testament and the New Testament, it's a sin. But there it is, the pride flag. And, uh, yeah, I guess you could be as gay as you want to be, wherever you want to be, whenever you want to be. Now, unfortunately, gay identity, for some, not for all, but it can— Well, I think I want to— let me, let, me, let me hone that a little bit before I unleash— I just don't think it's uh, appropriate because when I go by a church, I want to be accepted. I want to be accepted. Everybody can be accepted, right? doesn't have to do with my sexual orientation, does it? Does it? I don't think so. I said yesterday, if I like trains, if I liked uh, something else, I like model airplanes. Do I have to go into the church and make my model airplanes in the pew? Right, so, but that's how I. That's I'm. I'm. my happiest when I'm with my planes. Let's say, it's a very, very silly, corrupt place. That's where we are right now. With a leader, hey, did we get to this yesterday? With that crazy, the worst gaffe since 1945, maybe since we started recording presidents, we've never heard a president talk like this. Cut 42. In addition to this supplemental funding, I'm also sending to Congress a comprehensive package. Of, uh, that will enhance our underlying effort to accommodate the Russian oligarchs uh, and make sure we take their, take their, their ill-begotten gains. <laughs> We're going to accommodate them. We're going to seize their yachts, their luxury homes, and other ill-begotten gains of Putin's kleptocracy. Uh, yeah, kleptocracy and klep- the guys who are the kleptocracies. <laughs> but these are bad guys. <laughs> now, every reporter in the room who was watching, who, was, uh, who covers the White House, thought to themselves, oh, my God, did you see that? And the last thing they told you would be that. They held back every single one of them. I went, I did an audit last night. I looked at CBS News with uh, Nora O'Donnell with the helmet hair. I looked at Lester Holt, the robot on uh, NBC. I looked at... David Muir, the pretty boy on ABC, and to a to a person, they never reported what you just heard. Now, what difference does that make, Greg? I mean, okay, he stuttered. Well, you know, what's 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 the big deal? Well, how about every little thing that Donald Trump did wrong? They jumped all over him, right? Uh, nonstop. Let's see here. Do we have who remembers when he came down the ramp at West Point? He came down carefully. He just kind of, you know, he just minded his steps. 
He was a little slower than usual on purpose. Here's what the fake news did. He did. He had just given a flawless speech. It was amazing. He didn't lose himself for 10 seconds trying to pronounce kleptocracy. And listen to what they did to him. Cut 55. President Trump is facing some new questions about his health after an unsteady walk down a ramp after his commencement speech at West Point. He walked slowly and cautiously down a ramp at West Point on Saturday. Americans have every reason to question his health. Obviously, what's being raised as well in this focus on his health and, and whether he's impaired. He's looking down at his feet the whole time. Is, he, is, he, is, that, is this a balance issue? Is, does he have a hard time feeling his feet? Just every little thing and no mention whatsoever of he's a bad guy. Kleptocracy, we're going to accommodate them. And don't give me this crap that he is a lifelong stutterer. That is a fable. That's a fable, a myth that they invented when he was running for president because they sat him down and they said you need some little you need little uh little stories you can sell to the media and they came up with that one as well as a lot of others like how joe met jill i'm working on something the timeline does not add up whatsoever everybody i'll be right back greg kelly This is The Greg Kelly Show. Hey, you heard about this? Um, Big Brother comes to America? Are they serious? Yeah, they are. Pretty pathetic. They are uh, talking about a disinformation monitoring board. Uh, Department of Homeland Security will fight disinformation and misinformation. Doesn't that sound evil? Doesn't that sound sinister? It is. It absolutely is. Now, at first glance, you might think this stuff is fine. It's not. This, I remember it so well, on January 20th of 2021, that's Inauguration Day for Joe Biden. Unbelievable that we've gotten to this point, isn't it? Joe Biden, national joke for his entire life. Nobody ever took him seriously. Nobody. Wait a second. Do I have that? No, I'll play it for you tonight. 1987. The day he declares for president, even CBS News basically said, this guy's a lightweight. (laughs) He's got a big mouth and uh, no substance. They weren't afraid to say things like that. Today, for whatever reason, they are. Um, Reasons I honestly have not figured out. Um, It goes beyond bias. But anyway, here he is. This is one of the scariest things, probably the scariest thing I've ever heard a president say. Uh... This and uh, we're invading invading Iraq, which made no sense. Cut 44, please. Joe Biden on Inauguration Day. Recent weeks and months have taught us a painful lesson. There is truth and there are lies. Lies told for power and for profit. And each of us has a duty and a responsibility as citizens, as Americans, and especially as leaders, leaders who have pledged to honor our Constitution and protect our nation, to defend the truth and defeat the lies. Defend the truth and defeat the lies. Well, that sounds great. Who would be opposed to that? Um, who the hell is going to decide what's the truth and what are the lies? This is not government's role. And he said each of us has a role in that, a responsibility. Leaders, 
stay the hell out of it. But no, he's following through. They're actually creating a crazy disinformation monitoring board that's going to be headed by some millennial woman who is a outright partisan liar hack. She went around telling everybody the laptop, Hunter's laptop, was Russian disinformation, and she's going to be in charge of figuring out ways to fight disinformation. Um, It's laughable, but it's doable, actually. I think they're really serious about this. This is, uh, ooh, talk about weirdos. Mayorkas, have you seen this guy? I mean, talk about shifty. Uh Cut 45, please. This is uh, yesterday, I believe. Take, take a look at this. Cut 45. We are seeing a rise in misinformation and disinformation uh, that is um, uh, attempting to strike at the integrity of the election system and people's uh, right to vote. And we're seeing on social media posts calling election officials corrupt and calling for violence against candidates and election officials. Isn't that correct? Uh, that is, Congressman, which is exactly why I addressed the secretaries of state throughout this country a few weeks ago uh, to speak with them about the efforts that we are making uh, to provide them with physical security, the resources and information they need to ensure uh, the safety of the electoral system over which they preside. Now, you may think that's fine, but a couple of things going on here. A threat against a public official, actually a threat about against just about everybody, is already against the law. Now, what they're trying to do is conflate these things and confuse the issue. And they want to lump us all in together, like some nut job who's calling up and saying, I'm going to blow up the joint. That's against the law. But how about somebody like me who says, you know what? I don't think the 2020 election was fair. I have grave concerns about the 2020 election. You know what? In fact, sometimes when I think about it, you know what? I think it, I have a hunch it might have been stolen. I, I really, when I look at Pennsylvania and I see how they change the rules without changing the Commonwealth of the state, not changing the Constitution there, uh, yeah, I think they may have uh, done that on purpose, changed all the rules illegally. And now they're going to say that somehow I, that fault, that what they will label a false narrative, and they have no expertise in that. This is the Department of Homeland Security. All right? Keep the homeland secure. This stuff, elections, political discussions, you guys want to get involved in that? You think you have any role in that? Apparently they do. Cut 46. And Mr. Secretary, uh, mimicking false claims of ex President Trump. We continue to see social media posts claiming, quote, if our election systems continue to be rigged and continue to be stolen, then it's going to lead to one place and it's bloodshed, correct? Uh, Congressman, we're very well of the spread of false narratives that um, have as one of their goals uh, an effort to radicalize individuals to violence. And and as I understand online uh, radicalization and how it works, Mr. Secretary, is it fair to say that believers of such disinformation uh, could become lone wolves and take it upon themselves to act on these calls for violence against election workers? That is a potential that we are uh, guarding against materializing, Congressman. That is why... Uh, We have so many different efforts underway to equip local communities uh, to identify individuals who very well could be descending into violence 
uh, by reason of ideologies of hate, false narratives, or, or other um, disinformation and misinformation propagated on social media and other platforms. So do you see the danger in this? Now, they're going to go ahead and label, and they have no business doing that, my genuine, your genuine valid concerns about the fairness of the 2020 election. They're going to say that's a false narrative. Now, once they've labeled that a false narrative, you see what they've done. That false narrative could lead to uh, all hell breaking loose, right? Lone wolves, uh, threats against election officials, uh, violence, radicalization, right? It's or, or, or belief in a false narrative. Now, it's not a false narrative. And by the way, if I, even if it were, this is a free country, baby. You can believe and think and say whatever you want. This is still America, ma'am. Oh, yes, Tatiana Ibrahim was right. This is still America. And you can think whatever you want. You got that, Mayorkas? You got that, Biden? You got that, Congress? How about you, Hakeem Jeffries? Guess you're regretting not running for mayor now. What's going to become of you? He's a congressman from Brooklyn. Not impressing anybody. Bad guy. Bad guy. Almost as, almost as bad as Adams. I'll be right back. You're listening to The Greg Kelly Show. Okay, what do you think? Oh, wait, do you want to hear this thing with Hakeem Jeffries first? All right, so, of course, uh, Ginny Thomas is the wife of Clarence Thomas. Now, they hate her because she's conservative. They hate Clarence Thomas because he's conservative. And not only that, he's a black conservative, so they really don't like him on the left. And, you know, you're not supposed to think that way. If you look a certain way, oh, no, 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 they have it all made. Oh, they know everything. They know who's supposed to think based on uh, what color their skin is, right? Wrong. Shouldn't be that way at all. But anyway, uh, so they're having big hearings because Ginny Thomas, what did she do that was so bad? Uh, vote for Trump. Um, <laughs> send uh, nice email messages to Mark Meadows. You know, hang in there. Good luck. Go for it. You know, uh, oh, she must be an insurrectionist. So they're actually having congressional hearings into the matter of Ginny Thomas's text messages. Okay. Free country? Is it a free country? I don't know anymore, actually. I don't know if it is any. It, no, I don't think it is. Um, isn't that terrible? I think at this moment I realize I guess it's not free. I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep being me. You keep being you. But wow, things have changed. Anyway, they have a great big hearing because a woman engaged in constitutionally protected free and private speech, private, sent a private message. Text message, nothing salacious, nothing interesting, nothing, uh, you know. It's just said, I'm rooting for you guys. Uh, We so love President Trump. I think they're stealing the election, she says. Ooh, maybe that's a crime, huh? They want to make it a crime. Now, listen to this. Now, somehow the deputy director of OMB gets involved in all this. The deputy director of the Office of Management and Budget under Trump, Palato or something like that. And Hakeem Jeffries, Democrat of Brooklyn, is on the committee, and he's trying to give this guy a hard time. But it blows up in Hakeem's face. Cut 51, please. And I believe, uh, Mr. Powell, Letta, you've echoed a similar sentiment. I think your quote is, many on the left hate Justice Thomas because he is a black conservative 
who has never bowed to those who demand that he must think a certain way because of the color of his skin. What evidence do you have to support that uh, incendiary charge? Uh, when Chairman uh, Benny Thompson calls him an Uncle Tom because of his views on voter ID and affirmative action, when in fact more black Americans support voter ID and with respect to affirmative action in college education, they're 62 percent opposed to it. So so that is the most vile, disgusting thing you can say. And and, and so, yes, that's that's, that's the evidence evidence I just Reclaiming my time. Yes. There are a lot of vile, disgusting things that can be Well, you just asked me for an example. The, The notion that that is, right, when some members on this side of the aisle and others have been called the N-word throughout different points of our life, belies uh, the point that you have a particular bias. Uh, And it's an overstatement, which is not surprising when you look at the balance of your testimony. And if Chairman Benny Thompson uh, has an observation to make, uh, he's entitled to free speech. You apparently believe that Jenny Thomas, regardless of how many conflicts uh, she has, is entitled to her own political opinions uh, as well. Uh, Can I give you another example? No. Um, <laughs> no, I am done talking to you because I totally lost this. Uncle Tom is uh, is a pretty horrible thing to say about a person of color. OK, it is to call that. Per- it's uh, bad. And Hakeem, his 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 fallback here is, oh, well, no, the N word is worse. So they have a stupid conversation. Well, he tries to have a stupid conversation. And we've been called the N word on this committee. Hey, by the way, I mean, not that I want to say the N-word. It's a disgusting word. I have no interest in it. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to say it. But <laughs> have you noticed that, uh, well, if you are, if you look a certain way, you can let it rip. And it's a term of endearment, actually. You know, it just uh, lots of fellas uh, say it to each other as a term of endearment. I don't get that. I don't get that. Now, is that what Hakeem Jeffries was referring to? Somebody else uh, tried to say that to me the other day. What was her name? Julie happens to be a person of color. She tells me that she's called the N-word every day. She lives in Brooklyn, and she tells me how horrible that is. And I say to Julie, I don't believe you. (laughs) I don't believe you. I think I've heard the N-word uttered twice in my life. Twice. Like not, I'm talking about outside of movies. I'm talking in my, in my own life. I've heard the N-word twice where somebody actually said it out loud as a pejorative to someone. And the last time I think I heard it was when I was eight years old. And that was in 1977 or something like that. It's just not a thing, everybody. Do you believe me? All right, let's go to uh, Gill in Forest Hills. Hi, Gill. Thanks, Greg. Uh, I agree with you 100%. Anyone who believes that free speech and the First Amendment are essential to our republic should be terrified by the prospect of a disinformation board. I recall that the Obama administration actually proposed placing a representative of the FCC into newsrooms across the country in order to ensure that there was, quote, fairness, unquote. And the reaction was so enormous, uh, so inflammatory, that he was forced to back down. What I'm wondering is if at some point a private citizen or a Republican member of Congress or the Senate decides to challenge this decision in court, 
if uh, an appeals court, a circuit court, or even the Supreme Court has the authority under the Constitution to forbid a federal agency from organizing itself the way the incumbent secretary sees fit. Yes, I think that's an excellent question. And by the way, you remind me of what happened. I think it was in 2014. Yes, they did have a totally crazy off-the-wall idea of installing FCC monitors in newsrooms. Uh, It was shut down. It didn't even get to the... Uh, it didn't have to go to the courts because uh, everybody re- realized it was totally insane and they had to abandon it. As to what you're saying, here's one hope. You know, there's a charter, I believe. There's a there's a mission of the Department of Homeland Security. It's it's like a document. It's 100 pages long, what they can do, what they can't do. All this stuff is in the book. And I think when they review that, they'll realize that this stupid idea is nowhere close to being authorized by the uh, uh, the genesis of uh, of that department. So we'll see, Gil. Great point. I want to go to, uh, let's see here. I got uh, Mark in Bayshore. Hi. Mark? Hey, Greg. Hi. Greg, listen, I'm going to give you a scoop that I've never heard, and I'm dying to hear your take on it, Okay. First of all, President Oatmeal Brain is way too stupid to have structured any of these payments deals overseas. His son is way too zonked out on drugs and everything else. The real culprit is the brother. I'm telling you right now, I've heard no one talk about it. The real mastermind is the brother. And I'm going to let you respond. I will tell you your comment about Joe stumbling over syllables yesterday was hysterical. I spit out my coffee when you said that. Anyway, have a great day. Well, Mark, thank you very much. <laughs> I will. Uh, hey, look, uh, I have brought up the the brothers. By the way, there are two brothers. There's Frank and there is James. James Biden and Frank Biden. And I think between the two of them, James is the smarter one. Frank is the sloppier one with a bit of a big mouth. I think he's the one who met up with Bob Alinsky. Uh, so those guys have really – I think Frank is the one who ran somebody over in the 80s in San Diego and all kinds of crazy stuff. Uh, I think James is the one who would have uh, possibly been the guy who set a lot of this stuff up. You're right about Hunter. Totally totally reckless, totally high and I was talking to, well, I can't give you his name, but, you know, I'm like, what happened to all the money? Because there are millions and millions of dollars. And he said, well, the big problem was Hunter was so high that he spent it on ridiculous, stupid things, and he lost it. But you're right about Frank and James Biden. Oh, here's one thing, Mark. Try to find a picture of Frank and or James Biden with Joe. It's hard to do. These guys were smart enough to... Uh, avoid each other when the cameras came around, like in The Godfather, remember? At the wedding, they start taking pictures and like, get out of here, and they break the camera. I think that was going on. They didn't want to all be seen together in the same room. Uh, Louis in Coney Island, yes, sir, hi. How you doing, Greg? Can you hear me, brother? Yes, I can. What's going on, man? Okay, Greg, um, I just like to uh, make a prediction, but be, uh, before I do that, I wanted to remind you, I don't know if you did it about two months ago, I called in and asked you to Google a picture of the mayor when he was sworn in as a police officer, and just take a look at that picture. And also, when he swore in our police commissioner, it was within a backdrop of cop killers. That 
sit well with me. Wait, what do you and, mean? What do you, uh, wait, 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 wait. Uh, number one, I'm sorry. I didn't get around to the homework assignment. I don't know if there is a picture of uh, Adams when he got sworn in as a cop. I've seen a couple. I've seen when he was promoted to lieutenant. I saw actually a video when he was promoted to captain. My father is the one who uh, gave him his shield. And uh, by the way, it wasn't <laughs> my, it wasn't my father's idea to promote him to captain. Believe me, you take a civil servants test, and that that's uh, that's prescribed by law. It's not a discretionary appointment. But uh, what about cop killers now? Well, it, it was also a fact that your father gave me my first grade detective. No, I love that. I love that. That's awesome. Uh, but tell me, what the heck is going on with the cop killers? I, listen, listen, listen. Look, it, 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 it's beyond. The, it, it, the end is almost near. What do you mean? Now, now you're now, sounding crazy, Louis. What are you talking about? Not the end. I mean, it's going to be very bad. I'm, I'm a little overdramatic because I'm really disgusted. If they don't, and I believe your dad, and I believe you may agree with me, if they don't come to their senses and get a unit out there, now the gun unit's fine, but it's not working. No, I know. Look, the here's system. the thing: it doesn't. You're saying like if they come to their senses, there are no senses to come to with these guys. And even if they did, they have no ability. Eric Adams has nothing going for him. He's not an administrator. He's he's not a professional. He's not actually good at politics. He's not good at governing. He's not well educated. He's just a terrible guy yes i know he has some sort of phony baloney master's degree this is this is this is a guy who's just in way over his head and he doesn't seem to know it i got to go back to you though in this picture about the cop killers what are you talking about when he swore in the police now, commissioner now, um, uh, what i was what i'm what i wanted to get across was if they don't get a unit out there in plain clothes to do follow jobs and observations and get the street mugger opportunist, the guy who's cracking somebody in the head, guy who's cutting a woman. These cops know how to follow these people. They know how to make the arrest. When they testify in court, there's no way. It doesn't get any better. You know what? I'm sorry. Wait a second. You're, you're thinking of uh, the world before 2020. All right? Now, cops have been delegitimized. We have a, we have a uh, prosecutor here in Manhattan who hates cops. We have a mayor who hates cops. We have a public, a good chunk of them, who have cell phone cameras. They hate cops. They just want to get them in trouble. So, you know, this aggressive crime fighting you're talking about, uh, yes, I, I know we, it, it, they know how to do it. We know how to do it. But you need political support. You need backup. Well, you need, by the way, protection. You need uh, what is I call what do they call it again? The, the uh, immunity, the the the, the indemnity. Uh, they need that special protection. So if they make a mistake, they won't necessarily lose everything. And right now, you make a mistake. They want to prosecute you. This is a very bad time. It's not a technical issue. It's not solely a technical issue anymore, Louis. It's a political one. These guys need backup, and they don't have it. I appreciate it, pal. Hey, wait. Uh, all right, one more. Gail has something to say about Eric Adams. Then uh, no more calls. What's up? Good afternoon, Greg. Listen, Good afternoon. God bless um, Timothy Klein, the firefighter that was laid to rest today, and to all the men and women that uh, serve our city, police, EMS, sanitation, MTA workers. I'm not sure if that expensive suit filler spoke at the church with his empty feelings, but listen, your, your venue at night and in the day, you reach a lot of people 
everybody has to go out and vote. These people, their vote matters. Uh, we are surrounded by liars. I don't watch the news, but on the news blips, I saw that Mayorkas, Mayorkas, yeah. he's definitely a Kool-Aid drinker. We got him lying, lying these useless hearings. What are they doing for us? Nothing. And we got Squeaky Frome, the Speaker of the House, a Manson <laughs> follower. This is crazy, Greg. It's, uh, yes, but you do make me laugh with the Squeaky Frome comment. It's, it's, it's spot on. It's spot on. Gail, you're right. We got to vote. We got to stay active. We got to stay vigilant. We got to stay engaged. And we can't become discouraged. Look, this is a huge week. Elon Musk, one person, granted he's very, very rich, but one person made a huge difference in the political discourse of this country in three days. It just takes a flick of God's finger. If that and everything can change. Gail, hey, thank you, Gail. I got to play you this, everybody. This new person um, who's going to be in charge of monitoring communication, looking for disinformation and misinformation. Her name is Nina Jenkowitz, total partisan, total head case. There are all kinds of videos of her singing online and dressing up in weird costumes. She's going to be in charge of judging uh, and adjudicating what's real and what's not. Well, here she is lying her ass off, excuse me, in 19, I'm sorry, in 2020, trying to say that uh, Donald Trump's a terrorist and so are his supporters. Cut 47, please. Which groups specifically are considered at this point the biggest threat, uh, most likely to cause civil unrest at or around Election Day? Well, Jim, I think with the president's remarks at the debate last Tuesday night, encouraging all of his supporters to go and watch, Mm -hmm. along with the Trump campaign's recruitment of election observers in a very strange and militarized way, calling it the Trump army and asking supporters to enlist, I think there's a general concern about Trump supporters potentially showing up armed to the polls. And these sorts of voter suppression, voter intimidation, that's illegal everywhere. Ooh. An army, a Trump army, and asking people to enlist in the army. Military metaphors are part of the way we speak, all right? It's a cultural thing, and it's totally—they're trying to illegalize that. And I'm going to show you one great American. We all loved him. Actually, he won 49 states, Ronald Reagan, and all the beautiful military allusions he made to ordinary political speech. Quite interesting. It's a famous speech, actually. It's farewell a speech from January of 1989. When we come back. Greg Kelly. Hi, it's Lou Dobbs for Priority Gold, America's precious metals dealer. These are volatile times with high inflation, soaring debt, wars on multiple continents, and rising financial stress. Central banks are buying gold to diversify their reserves, so are many Americans. Call Priority Gold and find out how precious metals can help you diversify your portfolio. They're highly rated and happy to help. Call 1-866-303-6357 or get a free gold guide at PriorityGoldGuide.com. That's Priority PriorityGoldGuide.com. You're listening to The Greg Kelly Show. Well, we just heard Nina Jankowitz. She's so alarmed. You know, they called Donald Trump. His supporters refer to it as a Trump army, and they want to enlist in the army of Trump. That's very dangerous. 
All right, they're going to illegalize that kind of stuff. You can't say fight for your candidate anymore. Ha, ha, ha. Well, uh, back when we were not insane, uh, Ronald Reagan was president. January 1989, he was leaving office, and he was getting things ready for George H.W. Bush. And uh, he said it this way. Cut 48, please. But what few people noticed is that I never won anything you didn't win for me. They never saw my troops. They never saw Reagan's regiments, the American people. You won every battle with every call you made and letter you wrote demanding action. Well, action is still needed. If we're to finish the job, Reagan's regiments will have to become the Bush brigades. Soon he'll be the chief, and he'll need you every bit as much as I did. Wow, you hear all those military terms, my troops get ready for battle, the regiments, the brigades. Wow, that's really militaristic and disturbing. Of course it isn't. Those are military metaphors, and that's how people speak, and it's totally fine. Up until, well, up until these people, um, I do think that they want to set up a police state. The only way they can maintain power is through some sort of uh, wide-scale stunt. I mean, COVID worked in 2020. What are they going to do this time around? Hmm? They figured out a way to get everybody to stay at home. Joe Biden could campaign for president, not go outside and stay in a basement. Now, by the way, Joe, when he couldn't say he's a bad guy, when he couldn't get out the word kleptocracy, this is not new. All right. We've seen it a million times. And when he can get the words out, he says things that are colossally stupid and sometimes horrifically racist. There's, you see, keeping him in the basement, that was, oh gosh, that worked so well because they put him out on a traditional campaign trail. Stuff that happened once every four months would be happening five times a day. Who remembers this? Cut 43. But I tell you, if you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, then you ain't black. He said that to a black man, Charlemagne Tagad. What is that guy's deal anyway? I know he's good, but uh, the, what's up with that name? I don't feel comfortable calling him Tagad. The guy, give me a break. Is he full of himself or what's his deal? I have seen, actually, I saw him interview Kamala Harris. I've seen him interview, uh, who else did he do not too long ago? Uh, uh, was it Hillary? Anyway, he's pretty good. But I don't like the thing with his name. Anyway, did you hear what he said to a black man? If you don't know if you're voting for me or Trump, then you ain't black. Now, that's not new. That's And by the way, I think that's like the purest, rawest form of racism. So they had to keep him under wraps. COVID, we don't know. We don't know the whole story yet. Do you think we do? Let's see. What else? The whole system was set up so that Joe Biden could actually go out there and deny the existence of the laptop, say that intelligence officials, when it was proven that it existed, say it came from Russia. The whole system, the whole system supported him, and the media looked the other way. Let's see here. 49! Mr. Biden, what is your response to the New York Post story about your son, sir? I know you'd ask it. I have no response. It's Right up your alley. There he is lying. I don't know if you can hear that. The jet is on right next to him. My response is no response. It's another smear job. Right up your alley. I knew you'd ask something like that. Man, not only is he a liar, he's a nasty liar. A nasty liar. And he lied to every single one. That's some punk on a tarmac in Wilmington. Here he is lying to you, me, your mother, my father. 
your children, everybody, the guy I'm looking at on the street, you guys, he's lying to every single one of us when he said this at the debate in October of 2020. Cod 50. There are 50 former national intelligence folks who said that what this he's accusing me of is a Russian plan. They have said that this is has all the four, five former heads of the CIA, both parties say what he's saying is a bunch of garbage. Nobody believes it except the, his and his good friend Rudy Gianni. You mean the laptop is now another Russia, Russia, Russia hoax? And that's got exactly it. what. Is this that's where exactly you're going? what. This is told. where he's going. The laptop right. is Russia, yes. Russia, Russia. I want to stay on the issue of race. How about that, huh? Remember that? He was lying like crazy. Oop, we're out of time. I'll be right back in a couple of minutes. Greg Kelly, the latest breaking news and opinions. Entertaining and informative. Transit crime up 65%. Robbery, 47%. Uh, Grand larceny, 54%. Hey, where's homicide? That's just year to year from last year. Hey, what happened to Eric Adams, the crime fighter, right? All that extraordinary law enforcement experience. Well, it was a big fat lie, of course. I told you it was a year ago. I told you he had absolutely nothing to offer, and now he's desperately flailing about looking for ideas. Uh, looks like he's having a, a New York One. Uh, it used to be a great station. Now they just, uh, any press release. It's all press release. Give me a press release, and then they read it, and they pretend it's news. The police commissioner will be meeting with his top brass and searching for new anti-crime initiatives and ideas, and he's telling each chief to come up with three ideas. Wasn't he supposed to have some ideas? Here's what's happening, by the way. And they called it. They say he will be grilling, grilling top brass, chewing them out and yelling at them. Hmm. That's a, that's a way to get real performance out of people. Just bring them in and uh, yell at them in front of other people. So what's going on here, folks? See, Eric Adams was a broken-down cop, all right? He was going nowhere. He had issues. Uh, They were investigating him. He could not hack it as a cop. And he went in for all the wrong reasons. He went in to cause trouble. You can look it up. He said that. I'm going in to cause trouble and for some sort of weird payback because he still has a grudge because... He stole a bicycle when he was 15 years old, and he still thinks the police somehow are responsible for what happened to him. So (laughs) uh, now he goes from being a broken-down cop to technically, you know, on paper, I'm in charge of the police department. They have to do whatever I say. And you don't want this kind of politician, somebody who couldn't hack it in the real world, so goes into the phony baloney world of politics, Right? You see how that all works? Do we have that clip of Eric Adams uh, calling for, show me the money? Do we have that clip? No. All right, here's an example. And you heard this. I think it's just, it says so much. He has no administrative ability. He, he doesn't know how to do anything. So this is what, this is what he's going to spend his time doing. How many people work for the city of New York? I think it's about 300,000. I got to check that. The budget... Something like 50 to $100 billion. This is a big, big, big job. And it's very complex. So do you want your mayor doing this? Cut cut 53. I am disappointed in the deployment of transit police personnel. I've shared this before. All of you who take the train, you know you walk downstairs and you see five 
transit officers standing at the booth looking at their phones. I've never seen five in one place, but okay. Just we just can't continue to do that. Oh, yeah? We are going to start taking very aggressive actions. Against make crime? make sure police are patrolling our subway system and not patrolling their iPhone. Oh, aggressive against and the And so you are going cops. to see a visible difference in policing in the next couple of weeks to get those officers uh, who are not doing their job uh, to join those officers who are doing their job. And you need to see that. And if you see it, send me a picture. Let me know. Because I go to that, that district the next day and see exactly what's happening. Send me a shot. New Yorkers, you see that? Send me a photo, and I would be at that station. Oh, that's uh, that's terrific. Maybe maybe we should make him a hall monitor at PS53. I think that's really what he's asking for. Let's make him a hall monitor. Maybe we should put him in the booth at the subway station and he can just he can this is what he's qualified to do. Right? I mean, does it seriously? We don't need a He doesn't need to be a mayor. He could be that guy. He could be a little tattletale all day long. Send me a picture. Uh, how the hell do we send him anything, by the way? Um, oh, here he is. 15 years ago. Here's his big contribution to public life as a failed police officer. And now he's a state senator. May we please go ahead? Show me the money. (laughs) Show me the money. That's what it's all about. We deserve more money. We deserve to be paid for the job we're doing. Senator Adams, I believe you've made your point. In the two minutes, how do you vote? I deserve a raise. I deserves a raise. Did you hear that part, too? I just, I think we got to send him back to the eighth grade, enroll him in English, uh, give him uh, some grammar coaching or something. I deserves a raise. Well, no, you don't, actually. It's a part-time scam of a job anyway, that state senator job. <laughs> it's, just, it's, a, it's, a, it's amazing most of these guys take paychecks. Some, some, some are actually doing a good job. Most aren't. Something else we had to do here. I already played you the Mayorkas thing. Uh, we already did that. We already... Uh... Oh, generation drag. Just so you know, I don't think it's good for kids to be focused on sex. Is that okay? Is that okay? I think that's okay. I think that's a reasonable position, right? Whether it's gay orientation or heterosexual orientation, there are other things to think about, especially when it comes to summer camp. We're coming up on summer. Hey, uh, tomorrow is May 1st. No, Sunday is May 1st. That's great. So a lot of kids are going to be going off to camp. I went off to camp. I went to Boy Scout camp. I went to a Catholic camp. Uh, I kind of hated camp. Well, I love, I actually like camp. But, um, yeah, I like camp. I did. I, I was always kind of nervous about going, but once I got there, I liked it. I learned how to water ski at camp. I learned how to shoot a rifle at camp. I learned about uh, the stars, astronomy, the planets at camp. To this day, I know all the planets, nine planets, because of Boy Scout camp. And the counselor gave me a sentence. You ready for the sentence? You want to know every planet there is? There are nine planets. Do you know the difference between a planet and a star? So we have a sun, and the planets revolve around the sun, the star. All right? A planet revolve. I didn't know that. A lot of people don't know that. Anyway, nine planets. Are you ready? Do you want to know them all? Just remember this sentence. My very educated mother just showed us nine planets. 
My very educated mother just showed us nine planets. I haven't thought about that since 1983, and it still works. My, Mercury, uh, very, Venus, uh, educated, Earth, mother, Mars, just, Jupiter, showed, uh, Saturn, us, Uranus, Uranus, (laughs) ha, 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 nine, uh, Neptune, planets, Pluto. Isn't that cool? You can use it. My very educated mother just showed us nine planets. That's the kind of stuff I remember from camp. Fast forward to uh, now. We've got Secretary Pete Buttigieg. Remember Mayor Pete, that creepy guy from Fort Bend, South Wayne, whatever the hell hick town in Indiana? He runs for president as a mayor of a hick town in Indiana. And actually wins. <coughs> Excuse me. He wins Iowa. He comes in second place in New Hampshire. Why? You you want to know why? You want to know how corrupt our system is? I'll tell you why he won. He won Iowa. He came in second in New Hampshire. He was doing very well. Why was he doing so well? A mayor from a nowhere town in the in, in Indiana. Because he was gay. Why don't I say it like Joe Biden? Because he's gay. Gay. Now, I don't care. But you know who does? Political reporters. Oh, boy. Now, a lot of them happen to be gay as well. And that's fine. (coughs) Excuse me. Except when you pay so much attention to something that doesn't have anything to do with anything. Would there have been so much press about a straight male from a town of 30,000 mayor? What was the population of Fort Bend or whatever stupid city he's from? South Wayne? Fort Wayne. Um, South Bend. How many people live there? I think it's like 70,000, right? 80,000? Tell me. Anyway, we're working on that. Uh, that's it. You don't go from being a mayor of a of a hick town like that to president. A hundred thousand. Ooh, a metropolis. A hundred thousand. And here's proof, by the way, because another man ran for president who was the mayor of a small town, although slightly bigger. Hey, do me a favor. Look up the population of a place called Miramar, Florida. Miramar, Florida. It's in South Florida. Uh, I talked to the mayor of that town a few uh, few months ago. Uh, what's the population of Miramar, Florida, and who's the mayor there? I should know his name. I think there are more people there than in South Wayne, Indiana. 140,000, a bigger city. Well, this guy thought he could be president, too. A bit of a stretch, but it's a bigger city. And what's his name? Wayne Messam. You'll never forget Wayne Messam. Well, you will, unfortunately. Although I, I like him a lot. I think he's got a future. But the problem for Wayne was he's married to a woman and he has two kids. Who the hell cares about some guy who's the mayor of some town? But Pete Buttigieg. Well, that whole and you know what? You could say, oh, Greg, you're being very harsh. No, this sounds very I'm very uncomfortable with you. You can look it up. Look at the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of stories that were written about this guy because he was gay. His orientation is what they were obsessed with. I don't care 
Neither should you. I don't think one's orientation should hold anybody back. But it shouldn't propel them either in front of everybody else. So, he's married to a guy named Chastin, who is a mean cyberbully of a guy. A real creep. Chastin Buttigieg. And Chastin likes to hang around little kids at camp, and he calls it gay camp. Gay camp. You know, of all the camps I went to, they didn't call it straight camp. We just called it camp. Quite frankly, there was no sex talk. I mean, you know, who knows? I, who knows, right? But it wasn't a part of the curriculum, okay? It wasn't a formal part of anything. But not at Chastin Buttigieg's uh, 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 happy sleepaway gay camp for children. Let's see here. Chastin Buttigieg. <laughs> You'll hear the voice of Chastin Buttigieg, the husband of Secretary of Transportation Pete Buttigieg. Uh, cut 57. I pledge my heart. I pledge my heart. To the rainbow. To the rainbow. Of the not-so-typical gay camp. Of the not-so-typical gay camp. One camp. One Full of pride. Full of pride. Indivisible. Indivisible. With affirmation and equal rights for all. With affirmation and equal rights for all. Watch your heads. And they wave the uh, the pride flag all over the place. Somebody call the cops. I'll be right back. Greg Kelly. Hi, it's Ernie Anastas. You know, your thoughts can affect how you feel, and how you feel can impact your thoughts. Addressing your mind and body connection is the key to improving your overall wellness. Bergen Newbridge Medical Center is the largest hospital in New Jersey, providing comprehensive, equitable, compassionate, and high-quality emergency inpatient and outpatient medical care, plus mental health services and substance use disorder treatment. The Bergen Newbridge team can address your total health needs in one convenient location. Call 201-225-7130 for an appointment or newbridgehealth.org. This is The Greg Kelly Show. Thank you, darling. You want to say something? She's all right. Hey, wait, actually, give me a minute. You got a moment? Have a seat. Have a seat. My wife, Judith Gray, has dropped in. And now, you know, now formally, I believe you are Judith Kelly, Professionally, you're Judith Gray. What's the deal with you and your last name? I should know this as your husband. What's going on? I just kind of felt like, oh, wow, that's going to be a lot of paperwork if I change my name. So I didn't. Um, But now a lot of people are calling me Mrs. Kelly, and I'm saying, fine, go with it. Well, the only problem with this is, and I've been meaning to talk to you about this for a couple of days so somebody in our building recently referred to me as Mr. Gray. Uh-oh. <laughs> they figured out your name was Judith Gray, so they figured I was Mr. Gray. And do you know what that was? Emasculating. I'm I felt sure very it was. emasculated. Emasculated. Did you correct them? Actually, no. I was too hurt. I just I couldn't be like, I don't know. I, I just let it go. I, I, no. Did that ever happen on a Honeymooners episode? No, back then there was no question. Alice was Alice Cramden. <laughs> no, there was no. What was her? I think I used to remember her maiden name. Anyway, 
I'm putting my foot down. That's it. None of this Judith Gray crap. Excuse me. You are Judith Kelly from now on. And I, uh, yes. All right. It's my way or the highway. Yes, dear. I'm the king of the castle. Yes, dear. Anything you say, dear. Oh, this is it. She's a yesing me to death. Right. I've seen this before. Remember when I forbid you from, what did I forbid you from doing? Uh, oh, I s- insisted that you wear a seatbelt in the back seat. Uh-huh. 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 Yeah. You don't, still don't do that, do you? I'm usually quite obedient. <laughs> usually quite obedient. Usually, huh? Usually. Well, anyway, uh, seriously, we gotta we got to clarify the first name thing. I mean, the last name thing. Okay. It's clarified. It's Judith uh, she, Kelly from I, now on. I, Done. Locked and loaded. Although then again, Judith Gray does have a kind of a cool, it sounds like it's on the side of a perfume bottle or something like that. It yeah. could be a thing. Well, when I come out with my perfume and bubble bath range... <sighs> I'll call it the Judith Gray collection. How do we tell everybody who works in our building? You know, we got the superintendent, we got the uh, the doorman. Uh, how do we let them all know without making it a big deal that you're Mrs. Kelly and not Mrs. Gray? I'm going to start wearing a burqa. <laughs> <laughs> that'll that'll settle a lot of issues, actually. A lot of issues. Can I tell you about my new favorite lunch place? Sure. I bought your lunch today from this place called Mama Ganoush on 54th and Lexington. And it's kind of this either Israeli or Mediterranean place. And I think it's super awesome. Mama Ganoush? Mama Ganoush. Hmm. Anyway, very good. I'm looking at it. Looks nice. I don't know uh, anything else about Mama. Does it come with anything? Bread? No, it's salad. like the reason. Just a salad. It's got yummy, yummy, yummy Vegetables. toppings. Vegetables. Yummy toppings. All right, you and Mama Ganoush. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. Yes, I just wanted to drop off your lunch. I didn't want to be on national radio. <laughs> anyway, get All back right. to it. Joe Biden. Goodbye. I'm sure you've got something to say about him. Goodbye, Mrs. Kelly. Goodbye. Goodbye. All right, let me wait until she's gone. All right. <sighs> All right, now we can talk. <laughs> no, I mean, I just, you know, uh, we did have a little bit of an issue this morning because she's not a fan. Can you believe this of my Twitter? I should, and I don't want to talk to her about this. I don't want to talk to her about this on the radio because, uh, you know, she can get very upset. Well, not upset, but look, I let it all hang out on Twitter. I think that's the way to be. All right? I, you can be. You know, Mr. Nice Guy, Mr. Elegant, that's not how you get heard on Twitter. All right? Does that make sense, everybody? Wishing you a happy Friday, everyone. Who cares? What's the last thing I tweeted? Everyone stop calling Jill Biden a doctor. For the 100th time, she is not a doctor. 4,000 likes and climbing. 600 retweets. 450 comments. This is the kind of stuff you got to put it out there. All right? And Jill Biden, by the way, is not a doctor. I cannot believe what they did to Dr. Raz the other night. They were not calling him doctor. Can you believe that? The disrespect, the bias, the skewing. Oh, my gosh. He's running for U.S. Senate in Pennsylvania. A great guy. Uh, it's a pretty competitive race. We'll see what happens. The Democrat leader, I think it's going to be this guy, Fetterman, who's like eight feet tall, Uh doesn't know how to tie a tie. He wears like this strange work shirt, you know, like a guy at the hardware store wears, you know, nothing wrong with 
working at the hardware store, but, you know, if you have an office job, which he does, he's the lieutenant governor of Pennsylvania, I think you put on a tie, at least for your official photo, but somehow he's above that. I don't like that. Do you? Uh, all right. There's a couple of other quick things. Hakeem Jeffries, I played that for you. Uh, Mayorkas, the biggest threat. Um, Chip Roy is a guy to keep your eye on in Congress. Republican of Texas. He used to work for Ted Cruz. And here he is going after Mayorkas, who is a, uh, hmm, how do we put this? A liar. Cut 58, please. The only plan that you offer, the plan you just offered, is to process aliens faster and encourage more to come. Do you stand by in your testimony that we have operational control in light of this definition? And Congressman, I think the um, Secretary of Homeland Security would have said the same thing in 2020 and in it, 2019. No, the, the, well, the Secretary would have at least had a basis for saying that we have some sort of control of the border. But the fact is, we currently have people flowing across the border, including dangerous narcotics and dangerous members of terrorists. You just said to Mr. Jordan, you don't even know where the hell they are. Great points. And he's sitting there mm, being all shifty and evasive. Hey, by the way, she was right. This mama ganoush is good stuff. All right. um, As we go into the final half hour, Friday phones in honor of Rush Limbaugh. Uh, Let's see here. Ben is in Forest Hills. Hi, Ben. Hey, how are we doing? Fine. What can I do for you? Well, you mentioned earlier the 2020 election. Yes. And it could be really any, and uh, any election could be uh, look suspicious to somebody. And I think that this particular election, you do you is this your real? Uh, all right, listen. I just got a sense. Am I being prank phone call? Is this a prank? No, no, no. I'm, <laughs> you sound like a guy who used to call C-SPAN. Come on, it's so, okay. It's okay. I'm not going to hang up. I mean, I. I and I'm not making fun of you. I just your voice sounds very familiar. Are you, did you used to call C-SPAN? No, never, never in my life. All right. Oh shoot! There's the music. Ben, do me a favor. Don't go anywhere. I want to pick this up on the other side. And you too, Lou, Debbie, Chris, Christine, and the rest. I'll be back. Listening to the Greg Kelly Show. All right, so Dr. Burks is on the fake news right now. Dr. Burks, remember her with the scarves? Uh, guidance for political reasons. At the time we were aware of it, it happened. I don't know what's going on. Dr. Deborah Burks was one of those uh, federal health officials, and she has written a book about the Trump administration's COVID response. And I'm curious as to what the hell she's going to say. Is she going to stab Trump in the back like so many others? Um, my sense is that Trump, uh, you know, he had a responsibility to get all the data and information he could. Now, she, about a year ago when she left, was if expressing frustration publicly that Uh, There were alternative data streams coming into the president, and that was disruptive. That's bureaucratic talk for he wasn't only talking to me. He was talking to other people. Well, he's the president of the United States. He should be talking to other people. You know, 
They think the swamp thinks everybody serves them. No, you serve us, okay? Uh, let's see here. So this is what I just wrote up on Twitter. So Dr. Burks is out with a book. Does she stab Trump in the back like the others? She's on the fake news right now. Not a good sign. What's the word? I never did like her scarves, and today she's wearing a big handkerchief and a turtleneck. Is there an issue with her neck? Maybe a hickey? Good question. Tweet. At Greg Kelly USA. And uh, we'll see what the deal is there. Um, Okay, Ben, you were mid-sentence about something. What? The elect the 2020 election, and my question is to those who say that the election was stolen, why didn't the Democrats at the same time steal also like 50 seats in the House of Representatives and 10 seats in the Senate? It doesn't make sense. Well, it doesn't make sense, actually, that Republicans would make gains in the House, would make gains in the Senate, and lose the presidency. That never happens that's that's very suspicious right there given the congressional given the 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 congressional results it would have on paper it would lend itself loaned itself whatever to a uh, a trump victory there are so many weirdo anomalies with that election and also the counties that were that were uh, uh won and lost and i mean Joe Biden doing better with black voters in places like Philadelphia and Detroit. So many strange things, Ben. Um, But it's harder to uh, I think the more they cheated, the more they were at risk of being caught. But mm, maybe they maybe they're kicking themselves. I don't know the answer to that, Ben. But anyway, interesting question. Uh, Anything else on your mind? Hey, you're in Forest Hills. Wait, hold on. You're in Forest Hills. Has the community settled down after the murder of that woman, that lady? Well, it's a terrible tragedy, and it's a terrible tragedy for the family. So I think we should uh, let this family mourn and grieve and recover. That's the important thing now. The children, the poor children. I know. I know. A 13-year-old and a 17-year-old, and it was all over the news and stuff like that. I know. You're right about that, Ben. Ben, where are you from originally? Yeah, let the case take its course and not talk about it because it's so painful. Well, I may bring it up from time to time, but I hear you loud and clear. I, I do. The children, that's tough stuff. And the husband, too, by the way. Ben, where are you from originally? I, I detect a slight accent. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm... <laughs> I let you guess. Uh, you're from Bangladesh, I'm going to guess. No, no. Where? I'm sorry. Like, Just tell me where you're from. I uh, Listen, I ask everybody where they're from. I often do. I'm always interested. I mean, and I know sometimes you ask somebody, it's like, well, why are you asking me? I like to ask everybody, uh, where are you from? I was I was born in Tel Aviv. Ah, okay. And, but my accent is not the typical Tel Aviv accent. That's yeah. why. What happened? What's going don't... on there? What What kind of accent is it? Well, I've, I don't know. <laughs> my my attempts to imitate, you know, English people speaking people over the years. You know, that's that's how you learn to speak English. You imitate people around you. Yeah, and that's that's what I did. You know, just imitate and learn. That's um, I know. I would love to learn a language, Spanish or French, but you know what? With all the technology around, maybe we don't. Maybe it's not even necessary. You know, Celine Dion got sick. And I've always yeah. liked Celine Dion. I like a couple of her songs, so I put out a little special message for her on Twitter. 
And uh, I'm like, how do you say get well in French? And I found out in a second and a half, and I put it up on Twitter. I mean, do I really have to go to six years of uh, Berlitz to learn that? No, I can just ask the computer. But, Ben, that's a, that's a good reminder of uh, me and my failed language ambitions. You mastered English. Congratulations. Good stuff, Ben. Thank you. Uh, Chris is in Monroe. Yes, what's up? Hey, Greg. How are you, man? I was going to give you a... Uh... A Jerky Boys uh, sort of introduction, because I know you like them. But anyway, I spoke to you last week regarding Dr. Joe Biden, number one, which sort of makes me sick. But uh, what I, I want to comment on before, uh, I guess there was some w- woman who had a problem with the Trump army. I seem to remember when I was young, you know, I was a big fan of a band called Kiss, you might have heard of. And millions and millions of fans, and and they see, and they called themselves the Kiss Army. Yep. But they didn't go to concerts with guns in their pockets or anything else. You know. I mean, it, well, they went with something else. But <laughs> uh, they, you know, the, the, the people get upset over these words. It, it's, it's. It, I don't know. I can't. I just can't take it anymore. Yeah, man. this is the one you're talking about. Let me play that again. Jankowitz. She's yeah. the new uh, minister of uh, truth. It's crazy. She's going to be evaluating disinformation and how to fight misinformation. She's going to label it misinformation. She's just an ordinary political hack. And here is she's um, this is in 2020. And listen to how wary and suspicious she is of these military metaphors. Cut 47. Which groups specifically are considered at this point the biggest threat, uh, most likely to cause civil unrest at or around Election Day? Well, Jim, I think with the president's remarks at the debate last Tuesday night, encouraging all of his supporters to go and watch, Mm -hmm. along with the Trump campaign's recruitment of election observers in a very strange and militarized way, calling it the Trump army and asking supporters to enlist, I think there's a general concern about Trump supporters potentially showing up armed to the polls and these sorts of voter suppression, voter intimidation, that's illegal everywhere. All right. Enough with her. Yeah, exactly. Chris, I remember the Kiss Army. You're right about that. The Trump Army. Give me a break. Right. Hey, who was your favorite member of Kiss? Um, I I like a guitar player freely. He was good. I mean, I was. Wait a second. Ace Freely? Ace Freely? Yeah. I thought he was the drummer and I thought they kicked him out. No, the other guy, Chris uh, Peter Chris, he oh. was a drummer. All right, I don't, I don't know Chris that well. I do. Rem- I met Gene Simmons a couple of times. Very smart yeah. guy. Very, very uh, entrepreneurial. Hardworking. Yeah. He doesn't drink, and um, he works like crazy. He had a how-to book, how to make a success of yourself. It came out of I don't know seven years ago. Very interesting stuff. A lot of good, like practical advice in there. He's a smart dude. And Kiss, what's up with Kiss now? Are they still touring? Are they still doing their thing? What? I I don't know, man. You, I mean, you, I'm, you, you, know, you dropped out of the army. You uh, de-enlisted. <laughs> your your tour was up, huh? All right. Thank I you, Chris. Thank you. All right. All right uh, let's do one more. Uh, ooh, this is this is Christine in Middletown, which who is a uh, very unique, uh, well, it's a very unique position on things. Um, given, I'm sorry, Christine. Give me. Your, I'm sorry about that. I take it all back. Uh, Christine, how are you? First of all, how are you? I'm doing okay, Mr. Kelly. All right. Now, Christine, I want to bring this up first because sometimes you start talking and then you drop it in there yourself. So I want to just start on the same page. You are Christine. You are you were born biologically a man and then you went underwent transgender uh, uh, gender reassignment surgery, correct? 
I haven't had the bottom surgery. I've been on hormone replacement therapy for 28 months now. And, yes. And how, uh, I'm sorry, but how old are you? Uh, 55. So, uh, and I, un- I, my sense is that you're kind of on my side in this whole debate about transgender. There's too much of it. There's too much emphasis on children. And quite frankly, Christine, I respect you for making a decision for yourself as an adult. And that's fine. It's a free country. My concern, and I think your concern, is too much emphasis on the kids, right? I was going to call about the um, ministry, ministry of truth. Oh, jeez, here I am. Here, here I am. Yeah, Christine. Oh, Christine. Christine, you must. I, I apologize. Oh, Christine's calling. Our, the, she must want to talk about transgender issues. You see? You see? But then I got upset that what you played Pete Buttigieg's husband's uh, making those kids used the wrong pledge, which irritated me. There's only one pledge, and that's the pledge, pledge of Allegiance. They shouldn't be saying anything. They shouldn't be making anything up. <laughs> I agree. That was a very strange thing. You guys want to hear it again? Should we do it again? All right. Chastin Buttigieg, the husband of Pete, Mayor Pete, Secretary Pete, uh, whose secretary, uh, who was a presidential candidate, for no other reason other than being gay. Uh, go ahead with that, please. I pledge my heart. I pledge my heart. To the rainbow. To the rainbow. Of the not-so-typical gay camp. Of the not-so-typical gay camp. One camp. One camp. Full of pride. Full of pride. Indivisible. Indivisible. With affirmation and equal rights for all. With affirmation and equal rights for all. Watch your heads. Christine, what are your thoughts? Uh, uh, No, don't. uh, He shouldn't do that. Like I said, the Pledge of Allegiance to the flag is the only pledge kids should make every classroom should have one flag and it's the american flag only amen and uh however i mean we've got even catholic schools and churches and protestant facilities all over the place flying not only black lives matter gay pride transgender pride i think this stuff is really aimed at tearing this country apart don't you well the Yes, we should be. Uh, I want to tell these people we should be on the America first uh, line of thinking, not the American last thinking that we've gotten from the Biden regime. Yeah, say that again. We what? should be America first. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like America first. Trump, America not- all the way. I love it. I Look, I, Trump's coming back. And you know who I actually like, too, as a potential president? Elon Musk. What do you well, think? Yes, it is awfully convenient that he, since he bought Twitter, that we all of a sudden have an announcement about the Ministry of Truth. Isn't that awfully coincidental? It sure is. Wow, it is. It is indeed. They want to turn this into a police state. We ain't going to let them. Thank you, Christine. Hey, Christine, what do you do for a living? I was working in a hospital laboratory for 26 years. My job got outsourced in March. So I'm on... Unemployed, I have severance pay through the end of September. Excellent. Okay, good. Glad to hear that. What are your plans? What are you looking at doing? Are you looking for a, a job right now? I mean, this is a big deal, a big transition to make. Another one. What, what are you thinking? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Being in my mid-50s, um, I thought about doing some non-woke LBGTQ plus training to companies and, like I say, a non-woke way of doing it. Um I saw a new airlines called a Vela out of Tweed, New Haven. They're looking for some help. Maybe I'll go apply there. 
I'm sorry, uh, for the airlines? Yeah, there's a new airlines out in New Haven, Tweed New Haven Airport. Where do they fly? Where do they? Where do they? They go to New Haven to um, place in Florida, Myrtle Beach. Wow, New, New Haven, New Haven to Myrtle Beach. Well, hey, look, that would be kind of cool. That's interesting. Hey, keep in touch, Christine. I appreciate it very much. Uh, hey, what is our number here? 800-848-9222. 800-848-9222. They tell me I don't give that number out enough. Hey, I'll be right back. Greg Kelly. You're listening to The Greg Kelly Show. Hey, who saw Marjorie Taylor Greene getting hassled on the street by um, Jim Acosta? That sleazy, uh, very poor reporter. He's just not good at commanding attention. I just don't like him. Um I'm sure he's a nice guy, but uh, as far as being uh, – no, I, I hear they're all worried there at CNN because there's new management coming in. Then again, I hear management doing what they often do, you know, kissing butt all over the place, wanting to reassure the troops. People are really afraid of uh, – and they make the mistake of having town hall meetings. Like we're going to get every employee together, and we're going to tell them what we're going to do, and then we're going to open it for questions. Don't do that if you're ever uh, in charge because – well, you can't control it. You can't control the dialogue. They will hit back, and it's going to be uh, could be ugly for you if you're in charge. Marjorie Taylor Greene. Uh, I want to hear this. I think she's. Wait, is this after? Okay, she already had her showdown. She's talking trash about uh, Carl Rove, which I think is that. No, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm all mixed up. Let's do with cut thirty six. This is the Jim Acosta moment. Cut thirty six. Did you send a text? Asking for the president to declare martial law. You know, I don't recall those being my text messages. Why don't this, you be honest? Why even bring it no, up? Why, don't why you even be bring up martial no, law? No, you know, you're just another one of those liars on television. And people hate it. They can't stand the liars on television. I'm not the one saying no, I don't no, recall, quote, I don't recall, quote, I don't recall. Quote the supposed text message. In our private chat with only members, several are saying the only way to save our republic is for Trump to call for martial law. Marshall was don't keep going with the text message. I don't know on those things. I just wanted you to tell him. I don't know on those things. Is that what that says? It says, I don't know on those things. Why don't you tell that story? No, 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 no. You're saying you don't know your text, but you're you're being defensive about it. You know why people do not like you? Why are you being so defensive about it? Because you're a liar. Why do you want to lie on television for your viewers? I'm not trying to lie. No, no, you're accusing me of something. And then when you read the actual words, it tells another story. It tells the truth. Uh, huh. I like her. I like her a lot. Now, here she is uh, slamming Carl Rove. Uh, cut 37, if you don't mind. I want to tell you about Carl Rove. Carl Rove's wing of the party is the failure part of our party. They're very much the operating component that led us into never-ending foreign wars. Their wing of the party it led us to this massive debt the American people are in. And nobody cares what Karl Rove has to say. Everyone cares about what you have to say. People care about what I have to say. People care about our wing of the party. So Karl Rove can go kiss my ass. And he's oh, dead oh. wrong. He's disconnected. And shame on Fox News for constantly having him on there. All right. Marjorie Taylor Greene, I love it. She's absolutely right. Carl Rove helped cook up that ridiculous Iraq war, huh? Carl Rove and George W. Bush, together, these guys should be in 
hiding, never welcome back into, uh, if anybody deserves to be canceled, and I'm all against cancel culture, cancel Karl Rove, cancel George W. Bush. Can we agree? I'm sorry. They invaded the wrong country, and they never, they were reelected. I mean, come on. It's boggles my mind to this day. All right, next we have, uh, let's see here, Alicia from New Jersey. Uh, hi, Alicia. Hello. Actually, it's Alicia, but that's fine. Alicia. Oh, Alicia. Uh, all right, fair enough. What's going on? How's your day going so far, Greg? Uh, fine. Uh, actually, interesting question, um, uh, random, but... It's Friday, you know what I mean? And everybody feels a little bit lighter on a Friday. Uh, it just feels a little bit easier. Uh, and I, but I'm kind of running on vapors. The thing about television, thing about radio, and I got a 7 o'clock show to do tonight. I mean, it's 48 minutes long, and it doesn't matter if it's Friday. It doesn't matter if it's Monday. It's still 48 minutes, and you got to fill it, and you got to make sure everything works. So you can't really, like in other jobs, and I've had those other jobs. You can really phone it in on a Friday, right? Haven't you ever phoned it? Have you, Alicia, have you ever phoned it in on a Friday? Blown it off? You know oh, what I mean? For sure. I feel like I'm talking to one of those, uh, what do you call it? Those voice things when you press a button? What Soundboard. A soundboard. <laughs> All right. Anyway, what else? Where are you in New Jersey? I'm in Jersey City. Jarrison City? Jersey City. Oh, Jersey City. All right. Well, uh, not much to say about that. Well, thank you for calling, Alicia. How many? How often do people get it wrong? A lot. It's four syllables. Can you do four syllables, or are you like Joe Biden? <laughs> Hot stuff here, huh? Uh, Alicia. Thank you. Thank you, Alicia. I'm uh, only kidding. Alicia, thank you very much. Let's see. Uh, ooh. Rufus is in Tom's River. Hi, Rufus. Hey, Mr. Kelly. Hey, I just want to tell you, you do a great job every day. Love your honest on every single thing. You know, you don't have to think. You don't need to teleprompter. You say, you're just like me. You say, just what comes to mind. What comes to mind for me is I would love to be either your uh, personal assistant or Marjorie Taylor Greene's personal assistant because I would give it to Acosta before you even had a chance, what a lion, traitor, scumbag he is to the news media, <laughs> the filthy animal. You know, I could use a personal assistant, and it would probably be better to have a guy than a girl. You know what I mean? Let's face it. Yeah, I just, I, I just, I'm glad that you go at it every day. I enjoy, I support you on Twitter. I would like you to move over to True Social. Whatever you think, I'll still be following you and MTG and everybody else. You guys are fantastic patriots, 100%. Thank you, sir, very, very much. Um, I got to hey, get have on a the great weekend. You too, you too. I got to get on Truth Social. I don't exactly know how it works. Uh, gosh, whenever you got to register for something new, you know what it's like. You got to put in your email. You got to put in whether you're a Mr. or a Mrs. or a Ms. or a they or a thee or a thou. You got to put in 75 things. You got to put in your credit card number sometimes. You got to put in the four digit code, whatever code they want. I've always had a panic attack. Is it the one on the front? Is it the one on the back? I don't know it. Where's my card? And then you fill out all that crap and then you did something wrong and you got to go back. And then it wants, uh, it just wants all these details. Uh, 
And I, I know I'm sounding like, yeah, what's your name? I know. It's more than that. Don't you always screw something up at the end? You get to the bottom and it's something? I don't know. Oh, and then you got to remember another password. And then it just says, should we remember your password? And you say, okay. But that means anybody can go into it at any time. And these days, going into your phone, going, uh, going into one's phone is like going into their brain. You know? Hey, Debbie in Cranford, New Jersey. Hi you can you hear me okay? yeah loud and clear hi hi um i can imagine you being the shadow um and going undercover and and stalking eric adams and, and uh being his conscience that would be cool <laughs> well debbie uh i'm not gonna follow eric adams around but uh, i'm sure it would be interesting uh, uh, I, 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 I don't want to go to New Jersey all that often, if you know what I mean. Uh, I, no, I, 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 hey, nothing against New Jersey. The mayor of New York City, though, should not live in New Jersey. You know? You know. Uh, all right. Uh-oh. Uh, we're out of time. There's the music. I'm going to give John the last word because he's been on hold the longest. John. Oh, thanks, sir. Uh, Greg, the left has what I call an unembarrassability, accusing others of exactly what they're guilty of to put us on the defensive. You're not wrong about that. I'm sorry. Call me next week. I'll see you tonight on Newsmax at 7.